Be'ezes Hashem Yizbarech. We continue. We're learning the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. The Sheer is the Schus Rafur Shalema for Hindabas Tabarachal. So we are learning this holy letter. And as we discussed yesterday, that we are coming to the final panoramic view and encapsulation of all the details, the entire prism, to be able to see the entire panoramic vision that the Holy Balatanya gives off in this letter, which every concept in its own is a tremendous portal, an opening into a new, deeper reality. And have we and how we have went on a deep journey, traversing thousands of pages of Hasidic philosophy. Showing us how these cryptic words are a gateway and a portal to the inner dimension and the full life force of our entire reality. When we've explained That the purpose of the Torah and the purpose of creation are the two are the two codexes that are necessary to fully comprehend and to fully integrate the transformational paradigm shifting truths of this holy letter. And yesterday we've discussed purpose of the Torah. The Torah on its own, the Torah meaning literally God's intelligence. The Torah is talking in the heavens and it's hinting in this world. We're literally speaking. The Torah is something transcendental, something that's beyond our grasp, something that is far beyond anything we can imagine. But nevertheless, Hashem says, Anuichi Hashem Alekecha. I have put my essence into the Torah, into my intelligence. And now there are so many different facets of the Torah. There's the literal five books of Moses, the five Chamishi Chumshi Torah, which are the story of man until the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life which that itself 
is an enormous story of history, is an enormous beacon of knowledge that's undescribable and unfathomable. And as we explained yesterday, to bring a lexicon, which means to take a lens, a most beautifying, vivid, majestic, colorful lens, a lens that brings vitality, that wakes up everything, to have the proper lens, to be able to see the Torah in its majesty, where a person can learn the Torah for 30, 40, 50 years, and think and question, what is this Torah? What is this history of my life? To even question the authenticity of the Torah, to even say, really, is this a divine blueprint, a blueprint of laws and rules? And then to realize that you are missing one precept, one little concept, one little construct. You are missing the lens of vivification. You are missing the lens of animation. You are looking at everything in black or white. But then to introduce color into it, to introduce life into it, to, to, to see the inner dimension of it, the soul of the Torah, not just the body of the Torah. What is the soul of the Torah? The soul of the Torah is Kosev Rachmana, that the merciful has written. The story of the Torah is on a most simple level, God extracting from history, from the history of the beginning of the creation of man all the way into the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. God extracting the Torah moments, the moments of his description, the moments of instruction, the moments that the divine nucleus of purpose find themselves in. And those moments themselves have to be extracted and unpacked because they contain nuclear energy. They contain energy that's the intelligence of God. They contain energy that are never-ending and everlasting. And it's these moments in time that are so cryptic because they are indescribable, they are undecipherable. And it's only through tremendous amount of work, obsession, as he says in this letter, obsession with the Torah. Three modes of obsession. Obsession with the Torah. You will make peace in heaven. And you will bring God into this world and he will clarify God's intelligence will be permeated in your intelligence. And he will clarify to you the deepest secrets of the Torah. And in that space you make peace with heaven and earth. You have made the Torah never-ending and everlasting. You've brought the moments that you are learning about. They have come they have continued their everlasting, never-ending tranquility. You have brought compassion into your intelligence. 
And in that space, the story that you're learning in the Torah, whatever you're learning in the Torah is happening now. And even when it was happening, it was beyond time. Any story that's in the Torah, that story is beyond time. When you learn it now with tremendous obsession, it is beyond time. And in that space, you have revealed the intelligence of God in your own brain, which is the greatest unity. And that itself affects your entire being and affects the entire cosmos. And it's the great sanctification of God's name. And that alone is the beginning of the purpose of the world. To have a man, as the Holy Balatanya explains in Pashas Veschanan, that a person himself should be permeated with the knowledge of the Torah. Fully be permeated, meaning through obsession, through complete attention, to have clarity in your mind of God's intelligence, to be aware of the Almighty. And that itself is a tremendous peace. And when it's done with obsession, when a person toils over the Torah, until he's pressing of the soul, then that itself is the reward, cause and effect. The effect is that God's intelligence becomes his intelligence. And then there is Deya Sashem. Mola Oretz, his own Oretz, his own entire being becomes filled with the knowledge of God. His whole body becomes a vessel for the intelligence. Whoever reads from the Torah, whoever learns it, God reciprocates. He has cracked the code, he has unleashed, he has opened up the intelligence of God to be developed in his own intelligence. Where the Torah represents the Chochmah and he represents the Bina. And it's permeated into his consciousness and it creates a tremendous tranquility. And in that sense, the Torah is never ending. The Torah is everlasting. So for a person to realize that to describe the Torah is unimaginable, it's undescribable. But to see the lexicon, to see this idea, to see the codex, to see the lens of inner dimension, to see the lens that brings vivification, that brings vitality, to be awakened with the core of a person's soul. You see how for hundreds of years there's been a faint in Judaism as to the core of the Torah. To realize that a person who questions the authenticity authenticity of the Torah is not coming from a space of heresy, but it's coming from a space of lack of clarity. Because to see with the proper lens the story of the Torah is to see the story of the Torah's authenticity. Because the Torah is not a story of history. We have many history books for that. The Torah is the stories that told us Adam. This is the story of man, the problem of man, and the solution of man. 
problem of man is that he's made from the Adama. Adam from Adama. He comes from the earth. He comes from the Oretz. He comes from a place that seems separate from Shammai. He comes from his body. Comes from the earth. And the solution of man is to realize that in every aspect of man, he's Adam al-Elyon. He is similar to the divine. He will express the divine. Even the arets, even the ground, even the land, even the darkness, everything emanated from God. And everything expresses God. The body expresses God's essence. And the soul and its energies expresses God's light. And the purpose of man that told us all, the purpose of man is to harness, to uplift, to refine, to transform, to transcend this beastly nature, to refine the land until the creative growth that's deep into the land, to refine the land until it is ready for its most creative essential power, which means to be a dwelling for God. Just like in the physical, when the ground is worked properly, it gives out the most beautiful vegetation. So too in spiritual. Purpose of life is that man on his own will transcend his beastly nature, will get in touch with the core of his consciousness, the core of his creative ability, the core of his creative power. Through Torah and Mitzvahs, he will usher in something far greater than ever imagined through brokenness and strife through darkness and suffering, through tremendous toil and planting and harnessing and weaving, through tremendous inner work, he will overcome the external and release an internal energy that would unite everything with, the, with, the, with God, that would unleash the core of everything until the world, remaining with the world, will scream Enoid Mulvado until there will be Mola Oretz Dei Hashem Kerayim Leyam until the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of God that the Torah is the knowledge of God but it was put into a book it was planted the life force of the world which is hidden and the never-ending, the never-ending life force of God, not what does that look like? That was planted into us. Yes, everybody has a consciousness. Everybody has life force. There's Oilam Achai and Oilam Odom, Oilam Amadaber, everything that has blood, everything that has a soul has a life force. But is the soul trapped? There's animals that are just animals instinctive. And then there's humans that are just animals. But the Jewish nation, because of its evolution of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, because of its rectification for Adam Echava and the Nachash, the Jewish people, because of its expansive journey from histor in history, always trying to be Adam al and the light unto the nations by its own activity. The Jewish people were given the task of that light to bring the light of the soul to the whole entire world. V'chaya oilom, 
The never-ending, everlasting life of God, which was revealed at Mount Sinai, which overwhelmed humanity, which caused everyone to expire. That was permeated and planted deep into us. And it's through the study and the inner work that we can uncover it. Do you think we can just bring the revelation of Matan Torah into the world and there's no purpose of the world? It is a tremendous work of art, a work of struggle, a work of creativity, a work of planting. All of the descriptions of all of our work, physical work, are only metaphors for the spiritual job that we have. These are metaphors. All of what we experience in life are metaphors. Our relationship with our spouse are metaphors for the relationship with the divine. Our relationship with our parents are metaphors for the relationship with the divine. Our relationship with our children are metaphors for the relationship with the divine. Our relationship with our friends, our relationship with our strangers, our relationship with the Gatim, our relationship with everybody in this world is just a metaphor because it's indescribable, it's unimaginable, it's unattainable. But it's only through this type of physical life that we can constantly elevate all these relationships until they are not in contradiction with the relationship with the divine, until they express the deepest cores, truths of the relationship with the divine. And this is the purpose of the Torah. To understand that everything in life is about unity with the divine. That every single, the whole five books of Moshe Rabbeinu is to understand this in its depth. That to learn the Torah in its deepest form is a revelation of unity with God. And then to recognize that prayer until you, when you discover God, when you talk to Him, when your heart connects with God, then you have revealed God deep into your heart, not only into your intelligence. And then the crux of the letter is that you have a brutal that before you pray, give charity to the poor man and try to do it qualitatively because then when you pray, you will have divine revelation. Because you may think that the base instinct, you may think that the base activity, you may think that God is only revealed in intelligence, Torah. You may also think that God is only revealed in the heart of man where you close yourself off to the rest of the world and you just talk to God. And the core of the truth of this letter is that, that is, none of that is truly true because you are still your own individual identity if you pray. And if you learn, even though you've brought in a peace, you have not brought in a peace the way God envisioned it fully and finally. Because as long as there's peace in man, that is the beginning of peace, peace in your intelligence with God, God's intelligence in your intelligence through the Torah, God's emotions, God's heart, God's Rahmanis in your heart when you pray. But if you find the poor man, then God's activity becomes your activity then God's essence is permeated in the world. And the purpose of all the purposes, the reason why Matan Torah was never ending, the reason why Matan Torah had to stop, why, wasn't, why was Matan Torah not never ending? Only for us to be able to do 
to bring that into the world in its entirety. Not only into the world of intelligence or to the world of emotions. Not only into the God's mind or God's heart. Not only for my heart to become the heart of God or my mind to become united with the mind of God, but that my activity should become united with God's activity, which means that God should be permeated in the physical, in the physical realm, in the lowliest places in this world. And how could that happen? Only through gemilas chasodim, only through true compassion, not only compassion on myself, on my own soul, not only praying for myself, not only discovering God's intelligence, admitia nefesh by myself, but to push the limit to realize that true prophecy, true intelligence, through intellect, through under, true understanding of the Torah and mitzvahs, true understanding of tefillah, true, true meditation in tefillah will never happen on its own. Can only happen if you go out of your consciousness. You can never do for yourself on your own. It is wonderful to live a life of purity, of prayer, and intelligence, learning Torah, God's Torah all the time, and being nullified. But it doesn't scratch the surface of doing obsessive modes of compassion, not just heart and mind compassion, but to actually live like that in activity, to bring the activity of compassion into the world, not just the activity of prayer, the activity of learning, not just the obsession of prayer and the obsession of learning, but the obsession with good deeds, with actually going out of yourself, putting your own prayer away, putting your own learning away to do something for another person, which is the greatest, most profoundest revelation of the essence of God, where I am not here for me, not even in the most spiritual sense, not even for God's unity, because ultimately speaking, it's not about me, I'm here for you. And to discover unity in the most powerful sense, to discover it in its most base sense, to discover it in money, in selfishness, in true acts of fragmentation, to go out into the world during the six days of the week, not only to sit in the prayer house, not only to sit in the place where we're learning, but to go into the actual world, to suffer with another person and to change his life. That is the purpose of the world. That is the inner dimension of all reality. The inner dimension of all realities. Not just intelligence, not just heart, but intelligence and heart that become action. Not just a prayer and not just learning, but actually to discover that the true is never-ending, everlasting truth of God can never fully, fully, fully be discovered through prayer and learning but could only fully be discovered through prayer and learning when there's actual tzedakah in your life, when tzedakah is your purpose, when compassion and charity and grace and becoming a partner with the divine is your true obsession. Because every moment of your life is a compassion of God. And if you don't interact with the world in that same way, if you don't create the world with the way God's creating you, if you don't fully understand the purpose of all the purposes, you cannot truly touch the never-ending, everlasting clarity of compassion. And to truly be a partner with the divine, in order to truly create the new world, a new heaven and a new earth, in order to create a new Shabbos, even this Shabbos, but the Shabbos of the thousand years of Shabbos, you must realize that all the prayer and all the learning all of the tremendous intelligence and heart of God were fully expressed only 
in the activity of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, which was compassion, which was kindness. All of it is only so we can bring the Avoida into the Maisa. We should bring the deepest core of God's intelligence and his heart deep into the activity. Because if I have a poor man who walks into me and I have a tremendous intelligence about how I have to give him and I have a tremendous heart and I suffer with him, but I don't actually give him, it means nothing. In fact, if I give him and I don't have the intelligence of the heart, it's even better. And then if I give him with heart and intelligence, then I have ushered in the messianic era. And that's why in my own life, a person has to realize there's a shalom. But there's a hashkid from vetachad oilam. A shalom is a tefillah on your own when you pray on your own and when you learn on your own. And it's tremendous. And on some levels, it's even never-ending and everlasting. But our avoid in this generation, the reason we're still in Golos, is because we have to permeate all crevices, all emptiness of reality, all the darkest places in the world. We have to create a tremendous unity, an integration where money and all my physical is used for another person. And then we have unlifted, uplifted, and then we have harnessed, then we have refined, then we have transformed, then we have created space for the divine to dwell in every place in the world. Then we have refined our most basic and beastly natures. Then we have married our personality with our godly spark. Then we have made heaven and earth kiss. Then the deepest core of God's essence is revealed in the most primest, in the most base and physical nature of my body. We're in the messianic era. The soul will feed off the body because the essence of God's essence will be revealed in the body through through the acts of compassion of this generation. Not only the intelligence of the Torah, which is the intelligence of compassion, the intelligence of God, not only through the prayer of the Jewish people, which is the prayer that has been since the destruction of the Beis Amikdash, since Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, going on till today, but ultimately through the acts of compassion, which unite prayer and Torah, which unite everything in this world to fully understand giver and receiver, for the receiver to become the giver and the giver to become receiver, for us to fully get the essence of God's essence that he wants to give us so deeply. We must engage in deep, profound, selfless acts of compassion. And that is the essence of the letter. And that is the panoramic view of what he wants to give us. That it's two acts of kindness, just mere acts are enough that create peace. But that peace won't be visualized in the Messianic era. But then there is a peace that's never ending and everlasting that's visualized right now. And that's obsessive compassion. Not only obsessive learning, not only obsessive prayer. It's the obsessive compassion that you do that ushers in an entirely new prayer in your own personal life. That ushers in an entirely new understanding in your own personal life. And ushers in an entirely new revelation of godliness into the world, which is the ultimate of Allah. And it is that revelation of the knowledge of God that the whole world will bask in and see with their own mind's eye and the physical eye that comes about through our activity, through our obsession, through our obsession with compassion. We become the deepest, most profound, intelligent people. We become the most sensitive, most empathic, deepest, heartfelt nation. 
But ultimately speaking, we usher in the revelation of the messianic era through the obsession with compassion. Because the obsession with compassion radically reframes us, refines us, transforms us entirely as individuals, but also as a collective. And that's when the Jewish nation becomes a beacon of total light for the entire world. And that is when the Beis Hamikdash Hashlishi is revealed, which is a unity of physical and spiritual. And that is a space where heaven and earth kiss. We do no more a contradiction from ego, from personality to the soul. But it happens in the laboratory of your heart. It happens in bringing this experiment into reality. Not just the intelligence of compassion, not just the heart of compassion, but the activity of compassion to be fully infused, invigorated, to be fully compassionate to do acts of charity with your children, with your spouse, with everybody around you, tremendous sense of suffering with another person, feeling the other person, but to actually do it, to actually put the coin in charity, to actually give the thousand dollars, to actually feel the person's pain and make a radical change in them. That is the purpose of all, all darkness, to get to that light. That is the purpose of all obscurity, to unleash that nuclear infinite energy. And to be able to choose to do this now is the call of this letter. Because that's ushering in the messianic era now. That is the most magical thing in the world.